It's years of teaching. I like things that... Dreams. Concentrating on dreams as part of the Christmas story. But we know from this that even before the Christmas story, there was a thing about the spirit sending dreams and visions. I'm not going to mention visions very much because I don't really have any experience of visions. I don't really have any experience of knowing people that have told me that they've had visions. People get little pictures, but not actually like sort of a waking dream. So I'm going to concentrate more on the dream side of it. We all dream, all of us, but not all dreams are important. And the reason I get end up with the dream one rather than anything else is because I've done a course on dream interpretation. Okay, quite a while ago now, actually. Um, and I have to be... It was the, the, that was the course I was doing when I threw up all the way back from Bristol on coach, with, on the train, which I've told you about before, as a celiac response. But also, in preparing it, it just so happened that a podcast came up on Premier Radio about dream interpretation. And I thought, wow, that's like, yes, sort of thing. So I've listened to that as well, and I'll, I'll come back to that later. But what I really wanted to start with is dreams in the Bible. I'm going to give you two, possibly three minutes between you to come up with the instances where God has given people dreams in the Bible. Hallucination, because I think that was like long and protracted. I've got twenty <laughs> itemized. <laughs> yeah, but I look them up. <laughs> right. How are we doing? Anybody just want to chuck some at me and then I'll go through the list that I've got? Joseph of Joseph and Mary. Joseph of Joseph and Mary, okay? Pharaoh and then the other Joseph. 
Fairy and the uh, Fairy? Pharaoh. <laughs> Pharaoh and the other Joseph, yep. Butler and the chef. Butler and the chef. Oh, Joseph. Yeah, Joseph. I, I mean, some of these right to mine, so I've got all of Joseph's. Was it Potiphar? Is that? Potiphar, was he? Uh, no. Is it Nebuchadnezzar? Yeah, Nebuchadnezzar had dreams. I've got to be honest, going through these, there was probably three I wasn't aware of. I hadn't really thought about do you want me to go through the list just so you know just so you know that it is biblical and there it is in the bible right genesis 20 was a bilimex warning where he was warned not to sleep with abraham's wife that came to him in a dream genesis 28:12 is jacob's ladder okay and then genesis 31:10 to 13 was when jacob was told not to go home Genesis 31 was Laban's warning not to say things, good or bad, about Jacob. That came in a dream. Then probably the ones that we know the best, Genesis 37, Joseph and the sheaves, Joseph and the stars, Genesis 40, Joseph and the branches, Joseph and the baskets. Genesis 41, because I did hear mention, Pharaoh's cows. Also in Genesis 41, a different dream, Pharaoh's... I'm having having trouble with Pharaoh this morning. Pharaoh's stalks of corn. Judges 7.13. There's a dream in the story of Gideon where his dream about... Sorry, I've got a huge distraction going on down here. (laughs) Tumbling... A tumbling barley bread. He dreamt of a tumbling barley bread coming into the camp. <coughs> 1 Kings 35, Solomon was sort of given a blank check in a dream. What is it that you want? Daniel 2, Nebuchadnezzar's statue, and then Daniel 4, Nebuchadnezzar's beasts and the trees. Then we get on to the New Testament. All comes from Matthew. Matthew 1, Joseph told Mary, uh, God told Joseph to take Mary as a wife. <coughs> Matthew 2, the Magi's warning. Yes, Daniel had his own dreams as well, sort of thing. I don't think, no, Daniel, Jonah? Jonah, I don't, don't think Jonah. Jonah and, da- and Noah. Noah, they didn't have dreams. I don't think it's clear I don't think it's, I don't think it actually just says, it just says. So I've, I've, I've actually just chosen one where it says dream. Yeah, they did. Oh, that's right, and the bug underneath. Or was that a vision? Was he asleep or awake? I thought it actually happened. Yeah, the plant happened, so we actually just saw something and interpreted it. Yeah. I like your dream. <laughs> <laughs> we all do. Uh, Major were told to go to, uh, sorry, jo- Joseph and Mary were told to go to Egypt. They were then in a dream told to go back to Israel, but also in a dream they were told not to go to Judea. And then the one that I've never picked up on, well, I've got to be honest, I've never picked up the Genesis 20 Abulamek one either, but was... Matthew 27, where Pilate's wife has a nightmare saying, don't do anything to that man, sort of thing. And I've, I've missed that completely. So, dreams. Definitely a possibility for God speaking to us. Um, there are some other scriptures where it talks about dream. In Job 33, it says, uh, uh, 
in a dream, in a vision of the night. Numbers 12, 6, I speak to him in dreams. And then in Song of Solomon, it talks about, I slept, but my heart was awake about dreaming. I think a lot of us can find dream interpretation a bit flaky, a bit woo-woo, sort of, a bit out there. But dreams are there in scripture and interpretation is there in scripture. And we believe and have been singing about the work and the presence of the Spirit. And it says in Thessalonians 5.19, do not quench the Spirit. Do not treat, and it talks about prophecy, and in a sense some dreams are about the prophetic, with contempt, but test them all. Hold on to what is good. So dreams are important generally, and they are an important part of the Christmas story. I think we find them a bit flaky, a bit new agey. I think is because it's culturally, it's something that we don't really do very much of. I remember a long time ago, some of you may have never heard of John Wimber, but he was a big person who really brought the whole idea of signs and wonders to this country. I mean, there'd been moves of the spirit and things, but their whole idea of signs and wonders. And I remember he talked about um, some cultures are more open to the work of the supernatural and the Holy Spirit working in supernatural ways. Some cultures are open and some are not. I'd never realised till that point, I think it must have been about, I don't know, 24, 25, sitting in this conference, and I'd never considered the fact that I lived in a Western, civilised, in inverted commas, country, might colour the way I think about things. Yeah? It's, it, I know, it was the first time I'd ever come across the word paradigm, that sort of the, that um, model pattern of thinking. And since then, I have always tried to think outside of just my paradigm. But it's very difficult because we actually live, work, grew up, born, etc. into... I mean, I don't even know whether, um, Tua, you find cultural differences when you moved here. You know, it, it was different. I mean, you were a child, so I don't know whether you, really, you remember, Roy. But, you know, there are... Yeah, but there are, you know, we have different ways of doing things. And all over, all over Facebook, and the inter- Facebook and the internet, you've got, like, um, Germans saying how living in Britain's different, or Americans how living in Britain is different. So even within our Western thinking, there are cultural differences. And I think culturally, um, we're very happy to accept when people say, I've had a picture in a meeting. I've got, have had a picture of a tree or whatever sort of thing, bring an interpretation. Or I feel God is saying. Or an interpretation when somebody brings a tongue. But I think dreams seem to be a bit more out there. This is just my opinion. I think we think they're a bit out there because we are not in control of our dreams. We go to sleep and our dreams happen to us. This podcast talked about the names of God and very tongue-in-cheek, this guy said, I've got an extra name for God, Sneaky, yeah? 
because he sneaks things into our dreams when our conscious minds are not going, yes, but. Yeah? Because I think sometimes, I don't, I don't know about you, but sometimes I've had a picture or I feel I've had a word and I have sat on it because my mind's going, yes, but. It might be wrong, I might be not right, I might not have the whole picture, you know what I mean? You, you yes, but. Whereas in our dreams, God's allowed sort of free reign. Not all dreams are from the Lord. Okay. I can't tell you how many times I've had a dream and I can track back to something I've just seen, heard, watched, done, eaten or worried about during the day. And I'm sure all of us can experience that. If I sleep on my back, I have nightmares. It's ju- I just do. I just wake up, nightmares. I also have sleep paralysis. I don't know if this happens to anybody else. Sleep paralysis is where your mind wakes up before your body does. And you get the feeling that you have woken up and you are paralysed or that something's heavy sitting on your chest or something like that. And, it's, and it can last up to 10 minutes. What normally happens with me is I just either pray in tongues or I say the Lord's Prayer. But it's, but it's, a, known, it's a known thing. There's, there's no reason for it, but it happens when I sleep... Sleep. You might notice I don't choose to sleep on my back. That sometimes just happens to me. I've had significant dreams, but they're dreams that have been just for me, and I don't think at the moment that they're for sharing in a general context. But given what the, the Joel verse says and other stories in the Bible, why wouldn't God? use our dreams to speak to us. Yeah, why wouldn't he? Yeah. So I'm going to talk a little bit about dream interpretation. Dreams are just a signpost. They should be, like prophecy, encouraging, comforting, edifying. Just as we expect prophecy to be. They can sometimes be for revelation, so they bring light into a situation. They can be about direction. They can be for correction. Although I'd be very, very careful if you were bringing what you thought was a correcting word to somebody. In fact, that is something you definitely need to check out with somebody else. They can be for intercession, and probably that's one that happens to me most frequently. I dream about somebody, I dream about a situation, and I wake up and I pray for them. Yeah? It's almost as if God's giving you a bit of a poke and saying, this person needs prayer for. And there's lots of stories where you say to somebody, I prayed for you, and it was about three o'clock in the morning, and they go, oh, I was lying awake worrying about this. You know what I mean? So you get that sort of confirmation. Can be you dream about calling it can be a warning. The Magi were told not to go back to Herod. Sometimes we're about life processing. You know, we're actually just processing things that are going on. I'm going to start and share the dream. It's got a warning with it. In this podcast, I was listening to this woman and she and her husband run an organisation, that teach, a Christian organisation that teaches on dreams, dream interpretation, all those sorts of things. The whole thing. 
been doing it for the last 25 years. Now, she had a dream of a massive white cruise ship. And she was in a submarine under the water below this cruise ship. She happened to be suffering from cancer and she interpreted the dream as the Lord just telling her that she was going to die, that she wasn't part of what was going on above. Her time had come. She then went to a conference and somebody else, she told them the dream and she told them what she thought it was and they went, no, actually, the dream means... (laughs) The dream means you are in a submarine. The submarine is going to come up to the surface and you are going to join a whole new ministry that was represented by this huge cruise ship. She had got it really wrong in terms of interpretation. Bye, Bella. (laughs) So she'd got... She'd got it wrong. She was experienced, she taught, she interpreted dreams, etc. So that's a caveat when it comes to dream interpretation. We don't always get it right. With dreams, the absolute number one priority is that when you wake up, you write it down in as much detail as you possibly can. Sometimes you wake up and you know it's not... I can't tell you how you know it's from God because it's one of those, like Sue Sandberg says, it's one of those things you know in your knower. You just know that it's got something more than just, that's weird, or I had a peculiar dream, or whatever. Or, Or you may be able to, as I say, track it back. But if you think it's something that's important, you write it down in as much detail as possible. Even if you really, 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 really think it's significant, research shows that 99% of people forget dreams. Even when it's been really, really important and they think, I won't forget that, and they do. I've, in the past, I've actually been asked, known to be asked God to give me a dream again. If I'm not sure it's important, I'll say, Lord, I'm not sure that was important. If it really was important, can you give me... And when I say give it to me again, it's not necessarily like the exact dream, but it's something along the same line so that I know that it's something that's significant and that gives you some sort of confirmation. When you record dreams, there's some things that you should always take note of. The first is context, because context is really important. Where were you, or whoever it is you're dreaming about, when was it? Is it in the past? Is it in the future? Is it now? Etc. Who or what is in the dream? So which people are involved or what objects are involved? This seems like an odd one. Are there any colours? Yeah? I don't know whether this is true because there's two conflicting bits of research. There's one school that thinks if you dream in black and white, it's probably from the enemy. And if you dream in colour, it's from the Holy Spirit. There's also research that says if you were born and grew up with black and white TV, you're more likely to dream in black and white. And that those that dream are old enough to have not had TV at all generally dream in black and white. I don't know. That, I'll just leave that one with you. But sometimes a specific colour, like red, 
okay, can be important. What type of dream is it? What's the overall feel? Is it a, a, a positive or is it a negative? Because that's where you pick up whether it's an encouragement or it's a warning and things like that. What are the important elements? Because sometimes people have very long, very detailed dreams. So you have to pick out what are the important elements. And then possibly why you think the dream is given. Although normally that's up to the person who's doing the interpretation. Why do you think it was given? What's really, really important is just like prophecy, is that you are tentative in your interpretation, especially if you're interpreting for somebody else. I could never, ever say, God has said this to you, full stop. Because I'm me and I take my prejudices, my culture, my education, my understanding with me. It always has to be, I think this may be what God is saying. Always has to be tentative. If you're not sure, and if, especially if you have a word for somebody else, it's really important that you take it through somebody who is trusted or wise or has authority. Just as you, if you had a prophetic word for somebody, you would probably come and check it out with somebody in leadership first. I think I've had this word for, because sometimes other people have the bigger picture and may say, actually, yes, I can hear what you're saying, maybe now, that may be a word for the future, and it may be something for you to pray in to rather than to share. The more context and the more detail you have, in a sense, the less revelation is needed. So you won't end up like Daniel, where not only did he have to interpret the dream, he had to tell Nebuchadnezzar what the dream was. Right? So you know, that is, in terms of dream interpretation, that's way up there. Saying, you know, it's like me going to Steve. Right, last night you dreamed about, and I think it means this. And the, as you can see, he's, well, you can't tell, but he's laughing. Yeah. Some dreams are literal. Some are symbolic. Some are positive. Some are negative. If you're making a really big decision and you dream you're falling off a cliff, it doesn't take much interpretation. Yeah. If you dream you're falling off a cliff but then you fly, that doesn't take a lot of interpretation either. You know, there's sort of a, li I mean, not literally you're going to fall off, but you know what I mean, there's a literal sort of understanding about what it is. Often you wake up and think, I had the weirdest dream. And that's when help with interpretation may be needed. It's really good to like list the elements, say whether the element itself is positive or negative, List anything in it that you think is uh, literal or symbolic and then move on to thinking about what it might be about. There are some common symbols that are accepted among those trained in dream interpretation. Water. If you dream of water and the feel of the dream is positive, it's usually about the Holy Spirit or peace or God's blessing. If you dream about water and it's negative, that's often about pride or the spirit of this age. Branches. If it's positive, it's about the church or about being singled out for something. It's negative, it can be about pruning or about entering a winter season. If it's blood, 
If it's positive, it's often about life, sacrifice, covenant. If it's negative, it's often about being defiled or unclean or guilty. So you can see that the context is important. The feel of the dream is important. So, dreams are biblical. Dreams were important in the Christmas story. Dreams happen to us today. We all dream. You may not remember your dreams, but those that do sleep studies say that, is it REM sleep, which is the really deep one? You will be dreaming because it's part of your, your brain's processing, even if you don't remember them when you wake up. So we all dream. So God may be speaking to you through your dreams. And if he's not, you need to ask him to, just as you like to ask to, be, um, to move in the prophetic you can ask for God to speak to you through your dreams. And you may be dismissing, ignoring things that God's saying by saying, that's interesting, and moving on. If you wake up and there's more to it than the cheese, chocolate, TV watching that you did before sleep, write it down. Ask someone who's wise to interpret it. Self-interpretation is sometimes difficult because God may be saying something you don't want to hear which is why sometimes sharing dreams and getting other people's perspective is important. It's always important to be tentative. It always requires confirmation from another source or another way. But we risk missing things that are really important and despising the work of the Spirit if we don't think about our dreams. I'm just going to pray for you. Father, research shows that we all dream and we know that all, not all dreams are important. But Father, we pray that just as it says in Joel that when your spirit is poured out, there will be dreams and visions. Father, make us part of that group of people who have dreams that are significant for us, for other people and Lord, sometimes for people that we are outside us, just as some people can bring prophetic words to people that don't know you yet. Father, we're praying that we will be under an open heaven and the flow of the Spirit in our dreams as well as in our waking. Amen. Time for tea. Don't forget, you've got Marion at the prayer table if there's anything you feel you need praying for. Okay, thank you.